Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today, folks, we have Sora Yang in the house. Sora is a world-renowned dancer, choreographer, teacher, entrepreneur. She has a clothing line. She does music. She is a community leader. Uh, she's been repping with GRV, or she had been for many years. Sora's a huge influence in our dance community right now. Um, she's out there killing the game from uh, teaching all around the world to just doing a lot of things even in the commercial world right now. What I really enjoyed about this episode is um, see- seeing kind of her uh, her upbringing to um, her work ethic, like w- how she's able to kind of create uh, all the businesses and the, the entrepreneurial ventures that she's involved in and just kind of doing it by herself and and kind of getting a background of how she grew up to how she got through school and all of that um, being a lot of it done on her own and being like financially independent and just kind of knowing how to carve her own path uh, was really cool really inspiring I think I really saw um, a lot of her intention behind her artistry from her clothing line to uh, not just having a clothing line just to have one but to actually put out pieces and uh, things that uh, resonate with her personally with messaging that that um, that she puts out through uh, her pieces that are very empowering for herself and hoping to inspire um, others in the same way that artistic integrity I think shows in everything that she does from her dancing to um, yeah like I said everything that she does even as an educator yeah it's really cool to see her hustle as well as I guess her focus on uh, putting out messaging that she feels uh, it needs to be said especially in our in our current you know cultural and social climate and stuff like that so really fun talk um, a lot of insight for people who I uh, who are kind of in that space of trying to figure out that high school college sort of uh, what do I do with my life sort of thing she talks a lot about that as she's literally you know uh, gone through it and and um, has figured out her own path so I think there's a lot of uh, wisdom in there a lot of gold nuggets I think this one's really uh, one worth bringing out the notepad jotting down some notes fun conversation fun lightning round at the end um, really good stuff really good stuff so I'm really excited for just get right into it here we go Welcome back to another episode of the Kindred's Podcast, Moving in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben, and Mike Fowl is back. He's behind the camera. He's working on all the technical stuff today, so you might not hear his voice, but he's here. What's up, guys? <laughs> Yee. Folks, we are very excited to have a very, very special guest today. Sora Yang is here. Hi, Sora. Hi. <laughs> Sora, as most of you probably know, world-renowned dancer, okay. choreographer, teacher, singer, motivational speaker, activist, leader, creative, amazing woman. All of the above. Oh my All of the above. Are you nervous? Yes, so and, and uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't be nervous, from Sora. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. We've been trying to get you on for a while. We tried to get you on with Karen. Uh, Karen came on a while back, um, but now I'm glad to have you guys separate because I, I feel like there's so much that I, I wanted to talk to you guys about individually, but um, want to just kind of start out with, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our followers and you know your followers know what you do, but for the sake of the people that might not know who you are, can you give us a brief sort of background of 
who is Sora? Where did you grow up? And what do you do? And why are you so cool? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> one, I'm really not cool. But um, it all started in 1991 in Oakland, California, where I was born. Okay. <laughs> and then it, let's the fast. Yeah, I'm from okay. the Bay. Um, fast forward a bunch of years. Um, gosh, where do I start? I guess um, I g did not grow up dancing. Okay. I grew up just being a normal kid. And um, my first love was actually basketball. Wow. I started when I was in fifth grade and I played th until high school. Um, and I started dancing my first year of high school just because I wanted to do something fun with a friend. It was more to spend time with a friend mm -hmm. rather than to be a dancer to do anything cool. Um, and then... It just very, I think my dance journey has been just a very natural progression mm -hmm. of, of things falling into place and aligning and me following paths, yeah. I guess. That so I, when you said you started with your friend, was it just like, hey, uh, let me like teach you some moves. You want to teach me some moves? Or was I like, oh, let's go take classes together. How actually, what was the start of that? That's a good question. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Actually, now that I think of it, I... I probably started dancing before high school because okay. I would make up routines yeah. with, you know, my neighbors when I was even younger. Um, the first song I ever made choreography to, I was probably nine or ten years old, and it was to My Way by Fred Durst. What? Was probably, I, was probably, gonna, I was thinking the Usher one. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, no, the Fred the Durst most, one. I don't understand. I don't know why. I have okay. no explanation as to why. I didn't even listen to Fred Durst. <laughs> I have no idea why, but I just will always remember. Maybe my neighbor showed me that song and we we're like, yeah. yeah, let's make moves to this. So I didn't even know. I don't even know if I knew what I was doing yeah. or that I was choreographing. We just That's what I find yeah. interesting. Okay, so you're, st you're starting your dance journey choreographing. Yes. So actually, it, even in high school, um, so I was class president in high school. Okay. And so we had homecoming and with mm -hmm. homecoming we had to make these things called air bands okay and so yeah. at my high school the version of air bands it wasn't the lip syncing kind it was just dance routines that you would see um just yeah just coordinated yeah, dance yeah. routines and i didn't know who danced in my class and i i wasn't actually even dancing at that time so oh my gosh you're like making me recall my, my yeah, history which yeah, i let's go down memory lane yeah i didn't <laughs> realize this um but because I was in charge of the homecoming and I didn't know who could choreograph, I choreographed them. Uh -huh. And this is before I ever signed up for a dance class. So I think this is probably where the idea came, where my friend and I, you know, said maybe, oh, you know, we kind of, you know, we've danced for our homecoming. Let's actually take a dance class yeah. and, and go down that that lane. So, yeah, well. but what made you feel like as a beginner? Okay, because I feel like for a lot of people, when they're starting something out, and learning something from scratch, they kind of get into the like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, so I just need to learn. Like, teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do that. But you kind of were like, hey, I, I want to start dancing. Let me start making up my own routine. Mm -hmm. So how did you sort of, one, I guess, get the confidence to be like, I want to make routines? And where were you kind of even pulling your movement vocabulary from if this is kind of the beginning of dance for you? <laughs> I wish I could pull up the routines that I made. Yeah. So I was still very, somehow. no, they're, I don't even think they're <laughs> video, like taped, but uh -huh. um, 
I remember in general what they looked like. So I was still very much a jock, just a total, okay. you know, basketball girl. Yeah. And uh, all of my routines looked like I was playing basketball. <laughs> like I was dribbling or like... Were you they doing were like the so Honey Daniels like, thing? <laughs> they were just, yeah. Like when I think about... Because I had no idea what I was doing. I just... Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm in charge of this thing. We need to put dance routines together. Yeah. Let me just do it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. So a lot of, um, you know, basically basketball-looking okay. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously, I mean, YouTube wasn't around yep. when I started. So um, it would be a lot of, oh, my gosh, my resources are very interesting. Like work out shows okay on tv yeah. that would have like cardio hip-hop yeah. just i and just pretty much anything like darren's dance group i was just, just about to ask and you yeah darren's of dance course group. like of course grew up watching trl and music yeah. videos yeah, yeah, on yeah. tv so just anything and then i would just you know pull from whatever i could yeah and just make basketball dance wow. routines. okay so how did you graduate from basketball routines to actually like i know what i'm doing now oh gosh I still don't know what I'm doing. Now. <laughs> um, so then I, you know, went to a local studio and I signed up for just a hip hop class, a beginner hip hop class every week mm -hmm. with a friend. And then um, quickly just realized that, oh, okay, I, I'm not awful at this. Like I don't have mm -hmm. two left feet. I obviously wasn't great, but um, discovered that there was some maybe natural rhythm there. Mm -hmm. And then I made my studio's competitive team pretty much the year I joined. And so then dance just kind of escalated. And midway through high school, I had to make the decision whether mm -hmm. to play either varsity for high school or keep dancing competitively. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much just, it was, it was hard because basketball had been my love since right. I was in elementary school. So it was like, yeah, it was definitely my passion. Um, and dance was this very new thing. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of looked at, you know, my career trajectory in both. Mm. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm five feet tall. Mm -hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if how far I'll get with it, yeah. with basketball. And I really did genuinely start to favor dance a little bit more. It mm -hmm. became almost my stress relief from basketball. Like when I would have bad games or mm -hmm. things like that, I wouldn't, I couldn't wait until, you know, I could get to dance class to kind yeah. of, de-stress from that so yeah it, my I think my passion shifted and then I I gave up basketball and I fully just dedicated so you did you did get training at a studio then yes so there was a, like a studio that you would kind of be dedicated to mm -hmm. taking classes and then you said competitively so were you a part of the whole competitive like studio circuit and all that for a few years yeah, yeah for like three years uh -huh. I I went to those yeah, studio dance. Did you get all the classical training too, like ballet and jazz and all that? My focus was definitely hip hop. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, s studio hip hop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but because I was on the competitive hip hop team, I mm -hmm. had to, I was required to take um, jazz technique as well. Mm -hmm. And so I have like a couple years of training in in um not ballet but jazz mm -hmm. jazz and contemporary but that's nothing compared to did you find that to be helpful for your hip-hop and just your overall body awareness and all that yeah I mean I think definitely definitely I wish I you know I've been doing that since I was two years old because mm -hmm. I think 
it's always helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always get curious about that because everybody or a lot of people that I find to be really good movers in like hip hop, you mm-hmm. know, or urban dance, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I find that a lot, guys and girls alike, will have had some sort of classical training. Right. And I feel like that sort of uh, foundation of, like, early level, you know, body awareness from, you know, knowing literally every part of your body that you're unlocking to, you know, extend or find your balance and center and all that. So, just yeah. curious. Yeah, but, just a little, yeah. though. Okay. I would I would say two to three years isn't isn't much but mm-hmm. it's definitely helped a lot yeah. still. Yeah. So with dance uh that you chose to kind of go the dance route and not basketball at that point were you just kind of like fully into dance and you're like I need to start going ham at this thing? No. No. Not at all. I was very the only thing I was super ham about I mean I I really loved it. I really loved dance and I at the same way that I really love basketball but when I was a high school student my brain and just like my insides were really passionate about pursuing a career in Mm -hmm. business Mm. so I was really really studious growing up Mm -hmm. um and these things were just hobbies and kind of outlets but they weren't oh I'm you know I found something that I love and I'm gonna go you know fully pursue this now um it was just this is actually what I talked about in my Mm. my TED Mm -hmm. talk Mm -hmm. it was never considered or as to be an option for me yeah um, so yeah, I was more focused on my career. Got you. Yeah. Where were your parents throughout this whole journey from basketball to dance and all of that? Well, they were always supportive because at that time in my life, I w- they still knew that I, w- you know, was on that college track of like okay. going so to college. So they weren't worried. They're like, oh, she's going to go to college, yeah. go to business they school They had no that. idea. <laughs> That I would, yeah. when I was in high school, they, my parents never thought for a second, oh, she's going to grow right. up and be a professional dancer. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you, and then you went to college, mm-hmm. right? Did, did you major in business? Yes. Okay, okay. And so where, I'm pretty sure dance was still along with the journey throughout yeah. college too, right? So how was college like in terms of balancing school oh and and career goals and then dance was like right <laughs> right beside you the whole time yeah pretty much oh gosh oh college made me really strong mm. um so basically this is really cool because I feel like I never get to talk about this um but I had the full course load because I wanted to finish graduate mm-hmm. as early as possible because which school did you go to again USC, USC. which is just Obviously loved it, but yeah. just so expensive. Yeah. So I just wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible. So I loaded, I did like the full loaded mm-hmm. course load of mm-hmm. units a semester. Um, and I also was, as soon as I moved down to college, I was, you know, financially independent for my parents, mm-hmm. which was just a mutual decision. Um, so I had to get a job. And wow. so I was working 20 hours a week at an events office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I joined GRV sophomore year mm-hmm. of college. And at that time, GRV rehearsed three times a week mm-hmm. with no curfew, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of if there was a competition yeah, or not. I was just yeah. like, you know what? Normal practice ends right. at 3 a.m. for just because. Yep. So Crazy college dance teams, dude. Basically, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So basically... A snapshot of my college experience as soon as I joined GRV, I slept probably two to three hours every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, zero social life. 
Never mm. went, never partied, never went out, nothing. Because I quite literally had no time, yeah. even at rehearsal. And, and it was also an hour commute for me to right. and from practice. Yeah. Um, so basically I'd wake up at like 7 or 8 a.m., go to work, go to class, go to work, go to class, go to work, go to class, get home, maybe have an hour, mm -hmm. and then drive to GRV, rehearse till 3 a.m., mm. get home at 4, do it all over again. Wow. And then on weekends, I would study. Yeah. So it was, that was my college experience. I was sick all throughout college. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, honestly speaking, I just uh -huh. couldn't. It was just so unhealthy. It was such an unhealthy um, lifestyle, if yeah. you think about it, to, to be that. It's like psycho mentally, psychologically, emotionally, physically mm. stressed twenty four seven. Mm -hmm. But I knew in my my heart that I had no choice mm -hmm. in a sense because I had to work. I needed to support myself. Yeah. Um. Obviously, school. Like I really s still wanted to do well in school because at that time in my life, I wanted to go to grad school and get an MBA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for business and then dance was the only thing that was keeping me sane through everything so I wasn't willing to give that up either because mm -hmm. I knew that I still had this undeniable love for it mm -hmm. that I wasn't willing to completely get rid yeah. of yeah um so that was my college experience wow. yeah wow so uh I want to take it back so where so you you after you graduated high school that was when you moved to LA right yes. from the bay yeah and immediately from freshman year, your parents were like, you are cut off financially? I mean, it wasn't that extreme, uh -huh. but essentially, you know, we just had the conversation of, and it was a lot of, a lot of it came from me as well, just because I'm going to this like ridiculously expensive sure. university. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't, why should you guys have to pay for it? It's my education. Mm. So mm. I kind of mm -hmm. took it on. Yeah, that's just, I don't know, that's just how I've always thought and how, uh, also how they raised me kind of to just always work for whatever I have for yeah. myself. Um, so it just felt like the right thing to yeah. do. And um, and I knew, you know, that I was capable of taking care of myself. So, of course, if I was ever in a rut, which I don't think ever happened because I was working, but, you know, they would help me. They weren't like, right. you know, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean it in a, like, we don't love you kind <laughs> right, of way. Right, I, I'm, right. I'm really trying to understand, like... For you to even say that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be fine on my own. I could do this. Yeah. Like, that has to come from some sort of previous experience. So did you have jobs throughout oh, out of high school yeah. and stuff? It's okay. just how I was raised. Like, I was okay. never given anything. My parents wouldn't even give me. Chores weren't for allowance. Chores were for. To live. To live. Literally. <laughs> you're in like, my house, if you live. You're exactly. Yeah, you're in yeah. my house. You better do this type yeah. of thing. Help out. But. Um, you're I, you Korean. Know, I'm, I'm Korean. Okay. Yeah. And my and I love, and I appreciate that so much about my parents, mm -hmm. um, that they just, from, even when I was in junior high school, if I wanted to go out with my friends and get boba, or, yeah. you know, it's like, go get a job. Yeah. So I would, I would, you know, it, at that age, I'm like, I don't even know if legally I was allowed to work, but I would ask <laughs> my parents' friends, like, yeah. who owned small businesses. Sure. So uh, my mom's friend owned a beauty salon so I would like Windex her mirrors and sweep up hair at a yeah. beauty salon I worked at a daycare that I my mom wouldn't even drive me to work I had to scooter myself yeah to work um wow. like 30 minutes to That's work to, to wipe 
poopy diapers at a daycare yeah and tutored like a- literally any way like i was like hustling at 13 years old that's so sick yeah did you have any siblings i have three, three which siblings. a lot of people don't know wow <laughs> yeah older younger middles. i have one older sister mm-hmm. who's a lawyer a younger brother who plays soccer he's mm-hmm. a soccer player and my baby baby sister who is a senior in high school got it so you're kind of middle-ish i'm super middle yeah, yeah. okay that's yeah. really interesting yeah. yeah i think um talking about your the way that you feel like you were raised and prepped for the real world um that's interesting because i think i'm looking at you now and, and and all the things that you're doing now and then like you telling you know the story of kind of how you grew up and then you know leaving the nest to go to college and already feeling like i can do this like right. i've been doing this my whole life right. you know um that says a lot that says a lot so um Okay, so now that you're out here, right, kind of sort of living the college life, dance is a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not willing to give it up because it balances out all the hard work stress. that you're putting in. Yeah, yeah stress and all of that, which all kind of even added stress because now you're like, I can't not sleep anymore yeah, because yeah, no I'm dancing. Yeah. Um, so was there a shifting point um, through your college, you know, experience where um, – dance became more of a priority in terms of this is more than just a hobby, more than just a passion. Like I actually feel like I want to invest um, a bit more of my life into this thing. That's a great question. Honestly, no. Oh. Because I was still up until the, actually not only up until graduation, but even after I graduated, I still wasn't pursuing dance got you but I think it's really that's an interesting question because I've always been one of those people where if I love something I will pour my heart into it Mm. regardless of the intention of you know am I pursuing this or not so I wasn't you know when I joined GRV and and dance was taking starting to like take up more of my my time and my energy um I think the way that I worked for dance and how hard I worked within dance I could have been, Mm. you know, pursuing Mm -hmm. it. Um, But I was pouring myself into it simply because I wanted to be great at it because I loved it. But at that time, I still in my head wasn't thinking this is going to be my career. So I I definitely, it's like with that question, yes, in terms of the work, I was putting in the work for sure, but the intention wasn't to pursue it. It was literally just love. Got it. Yeah. Did you finish college, like, what, three years, four years? Uh, three and a half. Three and yeah. a half, okay. Um, and you finished with your, like, undergrad in business? Yes. Okay. Did you um, kind of pursue that field right out of school? Yeah, so right after I graduated, uh, oh, gosh, I, I the internship that I had the last semester of college just transitioned into a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So I was working as the marketing director of a small jewelry company. Mm. Um, And that lasted two months (laughs) Mm. until I made that shift. Mm. What was that shift? Okay. The (laughs) shift was I, well, by then I quit GRV when I started working full time because I was like I can't handle this like this is I need to figure out my life I'm in the real world now um and I need to do good at this job to you know keep food on my table so I was just in a phase of just figuring out life and how to do this whole thing and 
at that time, I met a lot of people in the dance world because I was taking, so I quit GRV and I started taking classes like at ML. Um, that's when I met Pat, Pat mm-hmm, Cruz, mm-hmm. and um, started taking his classes a lot. And he he kind of fueled or like lit the flame for mm. me in terms of like pursuing dance. Got you. So he, re- he was the first person to reach out to me to invite me into ML. And he was like, hey, because he had just recently moved down from the Bay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like people from the Bay just like take care of each other. Sure, and, yeah. you know, yeah, for <laughs> sure. So he... Uh, DM'd me on Twitter because mm-hmm. he didn't have my phone number. And yeah. he was like, hey, I'm teaching at ML. Come guess my class. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting at work. And I had, I definitely had work. But I just like begged my bosses, like, please, can I go? Can I go? So yeah. it was like for the next day, um, I skipped work and maybe class to go guess his 2 p.m. class, Friday wow. class at ML. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, it was just like explosion of like just... Things um, leading into, you know, not explosion, maybe snowball is a better word of, you know, me meeting other people through that. And then just being encouraged by all these people that I looked up to that I never even dreamed of talking to in person. Right. Um, And so there was encouragement and just kind of connecting with a lot of a lot of people who were doing it Mm -hmm. on one side and then being very unhappy at work on the other side. Mm. And uh, a lot of signs, you know. Totally. from the universe, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, I would say good timing. Yeah, A lot totally. of timing. And did you? So you did GRV just through college then? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I, I actually just stopped last year. Oh. So I've been kind of like in and out. Um, I remember, so I wasn't choreographing, I didn't start choreographing for GRV until four or five years of just being a dancer on the team. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling David, that it was one of my goals to choreograph for GRV, but I didn't feel ready yet. So I wanted to go out and train and get better and then mm-hmm. come back. And that's mm-hmm. essentially what I did. Like I left and I trained a lot in, in LA and North Hollywood. And then um, my teaching stuff kind of took, started taking off a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm ready now. And then, hmm. yeah, I went back. That's really cool. I, I This is such a cool story because, I, I mean, I'm seeing so much of even um, – like myself, even the way that I kind of danced through college and did it because it was fun and I loved it. Wasn't this career plan, you know, I thought I was going to pursue something in like film or production TV and stuff like that because that's what I was studying. And then it wasn't until I graduated and then I started working in the field that I thought I was supposed to be in because I'm like, well, I have a degree in this, like I should be doing this stuff. And then all the while looking over the fence at all my friends, like, dang, these guys are all dancing yeah. and it looks really fun. Oh, and they're actually getting paid. Yeah. Like, I want to do that. I don't think I want to be doing this. And and it's so cool because <clears throat> I mean, I ask about things like, were you planning to do this all along throughout college or whatever? And most of the times, it's it, the answer is no, normally no. It's not like, yeah, I was planning to be a professional dancer and choreographer my whole life. Right. I mean, rarely will you find people who will say that. Nowadays, you. you oh, me, yeah, nowadays, <laughs> sure, because yeah, but, I think it's yeah. it's so. Uh, in some sense, common now right. because there's so many people who are doing it. Right. So now, you know, because of social media, like you can literally look at anyone's life and be like, I think I want that exactly. person's life or whatever. Absolutely. But yeah, as you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have all that. So yeah. we just had to kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I think the cool thing that I, I see even from your story and even looking at, you know, my own life, I was like, you, you just kind of find yourself where you're at doing the things that you're doing and then taking some kind of 
honest sort of introspective like do I really want to do yeah. this and like that looks kind of scary because it's not this guaranteed path of success but I feel like I need to try or otherwise like you know you might regret it you know right. your whole life if you never gave it a shot and um it's funny like your Pat Cruz story was like my story with JD JD McElroy oh, from wow. from Kinjas I was literally at work at MTV when I was working there as a PA like behind my my computer yeah. on AIM you're not <laughs> you're not supposed to be on AIM but I was yeah. you know on the side I was like chatting <laughs> with my friends and I'm talking to JD cuz JD's like hella killing it and doing all this stuff in the yeah, industry yeah, yeah. I was like dang man that looks really fun. Like, I, I don't know. I want to try that, but I have this job. It's kind of stable-ish. Right, but, right. And he's just, he just was like, well, can you come back to that later in life? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, I guess I could. And he's like, well, dance is probably something that if you want to pursue it, you should probably give it a shot now. Wow. And I was like, you're right. And that was really all that it took. Yep. And then and from that moment, literally, I think I quit my job at MTV not that much longer after that. But then... Because I knew I loved it so much, I knew that I had to do everything that I did to get myself a job at, say, MTV or doing what I was doing for that. I had to put all that same amount of energy Absolutely. towards dance to, like, be responsible, like, get my stuff together. Like, mm-hmm. n- like, what does it take to, you know, be an industry dancer? You know, like, do you need an agent? You need to get a resume. At that time, you needed a choreography reel. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. You need to get all your stuff together. And so, you know, you do your homework and you start um, putting the pieces together. And so it seems like for yourself, uh, once you decided, like, yo, I think this is something that I at least want to venture into you mm-hmm. probably and knowing your your you know your upbringing to how you hustled your way through school through childhood yeah. you know like wiping up or, you know sweeping hair at salons and yeah. cleaning up poopy diapers scooting your way to your <laughs> own job that like you were like I am ready yeah. to figure out how to make this thing work that's exactly it's figuring finding a way and figuring it out like I mean oh gosh I just lost my train of thought with that um what was I gonna say? I don't remember what I was gonna say. It's all good. Well, <laughs> I kind of wanted to add to that though because um, I, I I'm always curious when people you know I meet entrepreneurs and that word entrepreneur is kind of a um, it's just kind of a, like a fun buzzword these days yeah, too. Like absolutely. everyone thinks it's hot to be an entrepreneur, <laughs> like right. hashtag entrepreneur, whatever, right? <laughs> but I think. There's something that's really cool to me about that term because I find that it is a very um, flexible and loose term because you can, I mean, in in some sense, it's really just being able to create business for yourself and right. be able to create your own sort of, you know, job, right? And that can consist of, you know, one thing really well or it can consist of many things, right? Whether it be, you know, you have your hand in, you know, clothing dance food music whatever mm-hmm. right and um i mean when i like look at what you're doing you have your hands in a lot of things and that is straight up entrepreneurship you know right. and i always get curious of like man like how did you become this way like mm-hmm. cuz you know from myself i never i never viewed myself as like an entrepreneur because i don't think i grew up necessarily having that I mean, I had a job in high school, but it was like I worked at Blockbuster Video, you know, that was like my one job that I stuck with for like two and a half years uh-huh. and stuff. So like I, I would have things to kind of, oh, OK, my parents are teaching me responsibility. Yeah, I have chores to do, but I didn't have this. I wasn't that passionate kid where I was like, mm. I'm going to have my own business someday. and <laughs> I'm going to be famous and blah, blah, blah. I didn't have that sort of ambition. 
And I didn't really even develop it, to be honest, until I found dance, uh -huh. you know, because dance was the first thing that I really, really loved. And well, that's kind of a lie. I really found skateboarding before that. And I thought I wanted to be a pro skateboarder. Oh, wow. And uh, that didn't pan out because of just my mom hated the fact that I skateboarded, which right. is a whole other story. Right. <laughs> but I poured it all into dance. And then when I found that, like, I wanted to I wanted to make dance a livelihood for myself. And, you know, again, in the early, you know, from like the early 2000s, you know, social media wasn't around. So there there wasn't a lot of resources that you could just like type up and then find out how do I do this or that. Um, so I kind of just had to like learn it from uh, experience. And I guess it was just the ambition and like that hunger for, mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to figure it out. Figure it out. And yeah. then, and as you continue that and keep that consistency, um, you know, you're going to knock on doors that don't open and then some do actually open. Right? right. And then you walk through the doors that open. So, you know, for you now with like, um, Cause I, you know, you're doing a lot. You're you're traveling the world. You're teaching. Um, you're choreographing. You just came back from Coachella. You know, <laughs> like dancing on huge stages. Um, and you know, you have a clothing line. You do music. Like, like how? Like where? Where do you find? Um, I guess one the inspiration to keep going. But mm. I guess you seem like you're somebody who you do your homework. On like I'm mean, even when you said you weren't ready to choreograph for GRV that that says something because a lot of people are like yeah I'm ready yeah, I dance good absolutely. let's go you know what I mean but some people are like nope not ready yet yeah. let me let me get my skills up let me do my homework and let me like you know when I offer something mm -hmm. let me make sure it's something like worthwhile it's my best. Yeah. yeah I think I mean that's like artistic integrity I think and mm. just holding yourself accountable to to do your best I think and mm -hmm. I, that's also just how I've always been but. Um, going back to your question, how do I stay inspired to keep going mm. for all the ventures? Um, I think first thing is I, I think it's really important for, um, people to just use all parts of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, regardless of, of like what your your interest is or what your hobbies are, or how unrelated they are to each other or how like niche or small or whatever they are. I just think, you know, all the small things that that make us who we are and that we're interested in, that that's what makes us unique and that's what makes our voices or ourselves like a unique contribution to this mm -hmm. world by embracing everything that we have and making the most out of everything that we have. So... And it's been a struggle for me, honestly, because, you know, let's take music, for example, singing. Like, I've been singing my whole life. My dad's a musician. Mm. So I'm not, I don't want to be a singer. I don't want to pursue it professionally. And so it's mm -hmm. confusing because it's like, all right, well, w w what's the point then? Like, yeah. why should I even open my mouth and sing if I'm not trying to pursue this or do it professionally? Mm. And then I have to remind myself, it's like, well, I was given this gift for a reason still and I enjoy it for myself so even if it's privately in my bedroom singing or posting like one or two Instagram clips a year <laughs> of me singing it's mm -hmm. like just to use it you yeah. know because I have it and regardless of having an uh, you know this different motive for it because mm -hmm. I think we we do live in a very like 
because of social media, like everything has to have a motive. Everything mm. has to lead to something. And I think we've forgotten how to just enjoy mm. and just to do, you know, and just to be. So I think um, in terms of like all, you know, my different things, it's like I have a business background. And um, and so f- with merch for my merch clothing line, it's like I knew I was kind of at a point in my life. Uh, it was a couple years ago when I started where I realized that I had all this time in the day that I, I felt like I could be doing something more, you know, because mm. dance takes up a lot of my evening hours. Yeah. And so I thought about, you know, what I'm really passionate about, which is like spreading empowering messages. Mm-hmm. And then and then just kind of connected the dots and, and you know, decided to launch a clothing line. So yeah. it was just, I don't know. It's, I think for me, it's important to just make sure that I'm fully utilizing myself and everything that I have and everything I've been given. And that's really just what drives me to, to try to, you know, wear different hats. Yeah. I love that. You know, so, you know, in talking about like entrepreneurship, uh, yeah, a lot of times it's multifaceted, you know, there, there's, you know, I do my, this and I have that and I right. have this leg of my business or whatever. Um, but I, I find to the, the most, um, I guess successful people and their ventures are things that are actually um, genuine to their own person, right? Um, like, AKA, if you don't care about fashion, it'd be kind of weird for you to have a clothing line. Right. Or, you know, if you don't really care about food, for you to open up some some food experience. Like, you gotta have some sort of um, connection and personal tie to the things that you have for those things to actually work. Um, because I think, at the end of the day, quality... Um, quality will speak uh, louder than anything else, right? Yeah. You know, you can have great marketing or whatever, but, and I think real quality comes from real care, right? Right. And um, so, you know, I was kind of doing a little, uh, you know, creeping on your your website and I was like, <laughs> looking at your clothing and then I was reading like the bio behind it and I was like, this is tight. Oh, and it, it's dope because it gives me a, um, a better understanding of even who you are mm-hmm. and the things that you care about, you know? So right. can you kind of give us um, a little bit of, like, the motivation to um, not only why did you start your clothing line? I mean, yeah, I think because that was in the bio as well, but, yeah. like, <laughs> in terms of even the, the the pieces that you have to the way that they fit on your body to right, right, right. the messaging that it has, like, what is kind of the inspiration and, and uh, message behind all that? Before I answer your question, I want to comment on what you said right before that, mm. um, because I just read like a really good tweet, and it was about how everything is hard. Like mm. everything that you do in life is hard. You know, like everything comes with challenges and mm-hmm. obstacles and stress, and so you have to do what you love. Like if you, you know, in terms of you know putting your authentic self behind your different ventures. Cause we do live in like a very hustle culture where it's like mm-hmm. hustle, 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 yeah. like achieve, achieve, achieve. But versus like a love, like do what you love, put your heart into what you love. Mm. Because when things get hard, I feel like your authentic connection to whatever you're doing is the only thing that's going to, you know, drive you to keep going. Mm. So anyway, that that's just good. reminded me of that. So yeah, I just wanted to share good. that cuz it was really like, whoa, that's so true. Mm. Um back to my merch. So, it's interesting that you also said if you don't have a passion for fashion, you know, with clothing line cuz for me, I am not like a fashion person at all, but um I wear dance clothes every single day of my life. Let so, me let me No, let no, me, no, no. It wasn't okay. a, it wasn't an offensive thing. It was just yeah, funny yeah, to yeah. me cuz I was like, ah, ha, ha. but I I yeah, so definitely didn't take that um 
the wrong way, but it's just funny. But um, <laughs> can I clarify yeah, really quick? Though, yeah. really quick. Yeah. Not that I feel like people need to be these trendsetter fashionistas. Right, right. I was like, but oh, I mean, I don't dress well. like fashion in the sense of. I care about the things that I wear, you know, and I think that's literally what I, you know, like you don't have to be this like hype beast person to be like, oh yeah, I know the latest trends and blah, blah, blah. I don't really give a crap about that. I'm talking about like, yo, like I, I like wearing these types of things because of whatever. Right. right? right. And so, um, and then for yourself, cause I know, you know, you said that like, yeah, I would, I would like certain things that I would wear, but that's so, so expensive. Like, right. I can't buy that. Right. So, like, let me just the create fit. things that's going to be, you know, affordable, that has just the same quality, things that I care about. Yeah, And absolutely. let me put that out and make it yeah. available to people. Pretty much it. Yeah. yeah honestly. Yeah, no, <laughs> Did I no. just answer the question? Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's, my, that's the story about my No, but I want to hear you say it. I want to okay. hear you. Well, yeah. okay, I'll share, like, a more personal uh, anecdote Sick. for motivation. So, I... I think like a lot of things carry meaning and like symbolism for me mm-hmm. um, or I assign symbolism to mm-hmm. a lot of things in my life. So, for example, socks. Um, when let's say I'm teaching a class and it's like really buck, like hard hitting mm-hmm. choreography, I will intentionally put on pink socks or if mm-hmm. I'm having a really big day ahead that requires just a lot of. Yeah. Just if I'm having a stressful day ahead, I have superhero socks that I'll wear. So mm. for me, like, I, I love just assigning meetings to things or using things as, like, small totems or mm. things for encouragement. So when I was like, okay, I want to – it's so hard for me to to find, like, T-shirts and long sleeves that I like to wear for dance. Let me just make them myself. That mm-hmm. was the first step. The second step was, okay, well, I'm not a fashionista, how do I make this authentically me? Mm-hmm. And then I thought about how I wear clothing. And I'm like, okay, I wear clothing for meaning. Like, I mm-hmm. love putting meaning behind the things I wear, but I don't like putting them out there, like, you know, in big text on the T-shirt, mm-hmm. like, dream big, mm-hmm. boom, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just not who I am. Yeah. I like it just for myself. So I thought, okay, if I could put small kind of, yeah, small hidden messages on the clothing that I that I create, mm-hmm. then that is, I, I believe in that enough to, to really like devote a lot of my time and energy yeah. into this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that that can help people. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much the origin story. And then from there, that's it's just tight. been like really fun just to flex that, my business and marketing muscle again. Mm. Cause it's, it is genuinely fun for me, mm-hmm. which is why I was pursuing it in the first place. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm like looking at your socks now. See what? Oh it's no, like. they're just. I was in a rush, <laughs> so I just socks? put on. I don't make you socks. Make socks. I, maybe I should. That yeah, would be really the cool. next one. You know, you you bring up a really um, interesting point about going again, going back to fashion and stuff like that. Um, I, I think what is really cool about clothing in general it's a it's a very expressive um, like uh, medium, I would say, because right. some people really take what they wear seriously to the point where, you know, if it's a clothing brand that they like, they have to align with the messaging of the brand to, um, you know, from how it's made, where it's made, what it says, you know, whatever, right? Like everything um, about that. And I think what's really cool with what you just said, you know, if it's like little subtle messaging, things that are kind of more so personal reminders, kind of more self-empowering, like that's, like there's a huge like huge culture where people really vibe with stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I think that's, what's really cool about, um, even with what you're doing with that, 
because, you know, I think when people think dancers, for whatever reason, the general world thinks like, you know, flashy and out there and, you know, just flamboyant and all that kind of stuff. But I think there are people who um, may not necessarily be like that life-wise, though. Like um, me. Like, I'm not super out there. So I was like... Which is interesting because your dancing is... Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Your dancing is wild, you know what I mean? And I mean, like, it's just... (laughs) There's such a contrast in terms of your personality (laughs) to your stage persona, you know? And I think that's really cool. Also, um, dancers need encouragement. Totally. And so that was another driving force is, like, my market is primarily dancers. And dancers are some of the most, like, self-critical people Mm -hmm. that I've ever met who who constantly need to be, you know, self-empowerment to be reminded that, you know, just to keep going and to be encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kinesthetic Brand. It seems like for yourself, um, education is something that you value a lot, you know, from, you know, how you value your schooling Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, how you educated yourself in dance and um, and how you value yourself as an educator. Right. Like you travel the world and you you teach and stuff. Um, I wanted to talk about your um, in session with with Karen Chuang. And uh, I thought that was really cool when I when I saw that. It was really like, whoa, this is like something that's so necessary, yeah, you know? Yeah. And um, in terms of you and talking about dancers needing encouragement, like dancers also can use some direction, yeah, you know, absolutely. and and help with like, yeah. you know, because there's no instruction manual. You, you can't take a course in school yet right. <laughs> of like how to pursue a career, say, in a path like this. Um, but do it responsibly, do mm-hmm. it, you know, while understanding, you know, financial management to, right. you know, time management right. to all of that. So um, can you kind of like walk us through a little bit with, you know, what that whole creative process was like between you and Karen yeah. and, and why you guys wanted to create that and even what that whole kind of experience was? Yeah, definitely. I would love to. Um, so for me, the idea originally, like, yeah, it originally grew in my mind because I just noticed that so many of my peers, because I went through the college route, um, who go through that traditional path of going to college and dancing in college and loving it, they just don't, you know, when they graduate and they go into the real world and get um, stable jobs, they just don't know how to keep dance in their lives after after they graduate. And mm-hmm. I think... Um, so the, there was that was a motivation. Another motivation was just teaching people balance and how to time manage a little bit better mm-hmm. because I went through like a very intense version of that myself mm. um, because I hear a lot of excuses of I don't have enough time or like I don't, you know, just ex- people making excuses. And I was like, you know, I'm going to debunk this. Like yeah. I will teach you literally that it's possible because I've done it before, mm. you know. Um, and then... So I, yeah, I had this idea in my head. I was like, this this is like a very large, this is my community, you know? It's like my community is made up of so many college students who just don't know how to keep dance in their lives after they graduate or don't even know how to keep dance in their lives necessarily when they're still in school. Right. 
Um, so it's just, I was like, okay, I think, I think I, I made it through and I've been lucky enough to come out of that experience with a career in dance. So let me try to offer some type of guidance and if not guidance, at least some insight. Mm. Um, and then I brought Karen in because she offers like this entire other wealth of knowledge in the commercial field. Cause mm-hmm. she was balancing industry yeah. dance. And whereas, you know, I went more of the community teaching route. And so I knew that she would just, just, you know, bring in a completely other dimension to the program. Um, and yeah, we actually, we only held, we held one. Mm-hmm. It was actually here yep. at the dojo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was really, it was amazing. And it, it was, um, it was just great to like connect with students on that level and to, f- and yeah, and to feel like we offered something. But the reason why we haven't done it again is because it's the whole like accountability thing mm. of it's such a confusing thing to to like put in a manuscript, you know, mm. like this is how um, to pursue dance type of thing. Yeah. And I think with anything that I do, I just want to make sure that it's like as legitimate and it offers as much authentic value as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm kind of like hopping around, but I think the biggest thing with that, that intensive was to show dancers that there are so many different possible paths mm-hmm. that you can take mm-hmm. because a lot of people, especially, you know, they see on Instagram what other people are doing with their lives and they think, okay, I want to do that with my life. Mm-hmm. That is what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if that aligns with what they're passionate about, what their strengths are, what they're interested in. Um, and so, you know, in today's society, that's teaching, traveling and teaching. Mm-hmm. That looks really fun. Like, I want to do that without even asking, well, do you love choreographing? Mm-hmm. Do you love making moves? Do you love teaching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy <laughs> traveling and learning? Yeah. You know, it's like, um, so what we did within the program was... Like Karen and I sat and we planned so much for it. Like we really, really prepared. Um, just like we tried to list out all the possible things <laughs> you could do with dance. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, I don't know if it was, um, it wasn't personality traits, but just, oh, it was like what you're interested in. We broke down like, mm-hmm. okay, what are you interested in? Are you interested in creating? Are you interested in being a dancer? Are you interested in teaching? Are you interested in like more of a company type setting. So mm-hmm. we broke down um, all these different aspects within dance that people could possibly identify with or that resonated with them. And then from there we revealed, okay, well then this is a great option for you or this is a, mm. a great option for you. So it's based more on not the end goal and not the job title, but yourself and what sure. you actually like. So that for me, like that was... Um, like maybe the biggest part of it other than the Q&A. Um, mm-hmm. That was just the biggest part of it, just helping people discover and and look inside of themselves more to see what is possible for them or what is what is a good option for them in the future. Yeah, that's great. I love how you outlined um, possibilities versus um, like a formula for like some sort of cookie cutter right, there outcome is no because there is none, right? right? And um, I think... You, you said something that I think is so important that I feel like I wish more people would do is um, rather than looking outside and, you know, I think it's maybe it's human nature to kind of be like 
just show me what I'm supposed to do. Right. <laughs> just tell me and like, okay, I'll do it. And then because it's harder to figure it out for yourself. Absolutely. It's harder to sit and even like stare at a wall and be like, what am I going to do with yeah. my life? Oh. And don't let yourself leave that seat. Or if it's, you know, if you need to process by writing, then write some stuff down. Right. I think, um, you know, when you can ask yourself that hard question of like, you know, even like, what is my purpose? And mm -hmm. like, what, what do I really care about? And it's, it's perfectly fine. And I think it's actually very important to have um, models to follow and people that you look up to and ins are inspired by, right. but don't look at them as I'm going to be you. Cause it's like, you can never be that person right. because you're you. And like, even if you try, it's going to look different. Right. You know what I mean? And I think the embracing of that difference mm -hmm. is, um, it's beautiful, yeah. and um, but that uh, you need to know that you got to first figure it out for yourself what you want, and yep. then figure out the steps. Like write your own recipe, so to speak. Absolutely, you know, and know the steps to get there. Yeah. And I think what you guys created is like, well, here's a bunch of possibilities. Here's how to approach, you know, this possibility in this way, and this probably will work. But you can figure it out in your own way too. Right. Um, but I think the fact that you guys offered something that uh, to my knowledge, doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. I, there's not a bunch of these sort of dance programs um, or curriculums or whatever you want to call it, experiences that will kind of walk you through the balance between school, career, personal, you know, time right. management, life and all that. And that's really cool that you guys even thought to be like, I think this would be valuable. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? And I would hope you guys would do more of yeah, these. Yeah, we think do. It's, we, it's we've so talked good. about it. We, yeah. we really want to. We just like, with everything, I mean, with everything that, I ever do it's like I need to make it better next mm -hmm. time you know I just mm -hmm. that's just how I am and so sometimes when you're like that things take a longer time yeah so I think that's why it's been so long since our first one plus she's so busy so we need to <laughs> find a time yeah, but yeah. yeah I mean it's nice to hear like that you see value in that because it just it's encouraging for me to 100%. be like okay maybe we should keep going and yeah keep I think we need more of that kind of stuff in our community cool. I think that's it's on the horizon and I think you guys uh kind of you know kicking that door down you know what i mean and you know, i know galen hooks has something in, similar in her own right cool. and i think it's really cool that people are are looking at dance education as more than teaching cool moves in a studio right. you know it's a lot of it is uh mindset and mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is just talking through some stuff you know right. opening the doors on like you know personal things you know and i think that's really cool um so you recently did a TEDx. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, first of all, congratulations. Thank That's amazing. Um, how did that come about? Um, so I pretty much just got contacted. Um, and they saw another interview that I had done online. Mm -hmm. And they really, it's funny because they really, they asked me to talk about something else. Um, they what wanted to ask you to talk about, um, they wanted me to talk about, or they, they not, they didn't ask me to, they just kind of suggested maybe you should talk about this, but it was, uh, this, uh, this story that I shared with a young student in Hong Kong, um, who after class told me she was probably 14 years old or so. And she told me, oh, I didn't know girls could be strong. Um, but mm. because I see you being strong, like I want to be strong now. Wow, that's and amazing. yeah, it was, it was just like a, I get really emotional talking about it cause it was just in, um, a phase of my life where I just felt kind of lost and I didn't know what the purpose was of anything I was doing. Like teaching just felt like just this unending, like very fast moving mm -hmm. circus mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so it kind of slowed, stopped time and, and reminded me of the power of 
what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't talk about it because I spoke at a high school. So I thought about the demographic I was speaking to and what would be really valuable for them to hear, not just for young girls to hear, but also for you know all genders yeah, to yeah. hear at that age. And so um, I chose to talk about actually college and mm-hmm. um, a lot of the things that we, we discussed today mm-hmm. <laughs> and just how, well, the, the overall theme was it's okay to not have it all figured out yeah. because I thought I had a very different life vision and plan for myself up until I was 21 years old and mm-hmm. it all changed after that. So my little sister is a senior in high school and going through that college application phase mm-hmm. that seems very life or death or like mm-hmm. this is the end of the world if you don't get into um, your dream school yeah. or, or don't get what you want. And so it was just a reminder to that particular age group that it's okay mm-hmm. because we're all still figuring it out. Yeah. And um, there are so many different like possibilities for your life literally everything we've discussed today totally. which is yeah. awesome i like, <laughs> yeah. don't even have to recount it yeah but, yeah um yeah that was that's that was really cool sure. that's really cool yeah uh, that's great that you know um you 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 chose that topic about you know it's okay to not have it all figured out because you thought that like oh yeah this pertains you know this is relatable for high school kids i'm like that's relatable to me now <laughs> you know what i mean and 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 i'm far removed from high school right. and and i think um Man, I've been that 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 concept has been something that's um, been on my mind a lot lately because mm-hmm. uh, you know as as you you kind of like go through uh, the career that you've chosen, especially when it's something like entertainment, which is very it's volatile, right? Yeah. Like it, it's up and down, nothing's certain, and every day you can wake up and be like, "Am I doing the right thing with my Absolutely. life? Am I should I be doing something else?" And, you know, I have this internal dialogue with myself almost every day. And the the fear of um, uncertainty is something that will never leave you for your whole life, I feel. You know what I mean? And because I think, again, just going back to what human nature is, like, just tell me what to do and, mm-hmm. and like, and tell me it's going to be okay. And it's like, I wish I could, but that's just not life because life is always going to have it's going to give you variables that change things. You yeah, know what I mean? Always. And you you could have thought you had it figured it out until you realize you didn't because right. something changes. Mm-hmm. But I think once you realize that life is always going to be like that and you learn to embrace it and almost kind of like let that work for your benefit, like almost kind of dance with that thought, you right. know? Right. Um, then you can kind of... Um, be excited when you are faced again with like, oh, I think I need to figure this thing out now yeah. too. Um, and I think that's what grows you as a, as an individual and that's what makes you stronger. Um, you know, you as a high school student to you now, I'm sure you can spit a ton of knowledge into your even old high school self of right. like, man, like if I would have known these things now, right. I would have just, you know, I could, if I can go back in time, I would tell you these right. things. And right. so I think it's so cool to... Um, you know, even I'm not saying high school is like super young, early age, but as a high school student to know and to prep yourself to know like, oh, OK, life is always going to be like this. So I need to constantly be in this, you know, let me figure it out. Let me figure it out. And at the end of the day, that's that's keeping your your brain at like functioning at a level where you're like, I need to kind of always be at the top of my game. I can't ever let myself like be, 
you know, get comfortable right. or lazy, which again is going to make you stronger. So yeah. I love that you chose that topic. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. So, but going back to that, that, that little girl who asked you that oh, yeah. question of like, I didn't know little girls could be strong. Yeah. Um, so you recently did a set at Urban Paradise, oh, which yeah. is dope. Thank you. Super, super dope. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of uh, messaging in there that kind of um, <laughs> relates to this topic, right? Yeah. Um, so in terms of what that, I mean, I guess kind of what that means to you, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think it's very important for um, people of any gender to yeah. to know uh, not just their worth, but their ability. Yeah. And, and I think there's so many things out there in the world media being what it is where um we create these limiting beliefs you know Mm -hmm. in our own heads that um i can't do that or i shouldn't do that or i'm you know i'm not strong enough or i'm not smart enough or i'm not good looking enough or whatever um so i i guess yeah i guess my question for your your set especially for the urban paradise one um what was kind of the thing that you made, because I mean, you could have done anything. You yeah. could have performed whatever you wanted, but why? Why was it that? I could have not. I could have just danced. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I, I knew that I wanted to do something a little bit more than just like cool moves on stage mm-hmm. for this one, um, and also just you know spread a message that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And so for this one, it was. Um, Basically, for those who haven't seen it, like a phone ringing throughout our set Mm -hmm. and we would answer it. And the person on the other line um, would say a popular, let's say I'll call it a microaggression, Mm -hmm. a popular like phrase that is said to women all the time, all around the world. Mm -hmm. So the first one was, I didn't know you girls were capable of that Mm -hmm. Um, because I get this and everything is pulled, obviously, from personal experience like, um, you know just females being underestimated constantly time and time again. And when we do achieve at a high level, it's like, oh, wow, that you exceeded my expectations. I hear that all the time. Mm. You exceeded my Mm. expectations. Like, well, why? Why Mm. didn't you expect much from me? Is it like, obviously the only uh, measure of judgment you had was my appearance, Mm. you know? And so it's just interesting. That was the first one. And then, we barely react to that and he and not he but the person on the other line mm-hmm. responds why are you so mad which is another mm. comment w- women get a lot about um you know if we stand up for ourselves if we voice our opinions it's automatically discounted as being emotional and mm. not being able to control our emotions so we're not even sometimes allowed or permitted to just openly defend ourselves from these injustices that mm-hmm. we're dealing with uh the second ring was um how cool you can dance just like the guys. Mm-hmm. And it was after like a, a more hard hitting piece. And that's uh, talking or speaking to how when females do things that are strong, it's likened to a male, act, mm-hmm. you know, that you hit like a guy, you're strong like a guy, you're mm-hmm. skilled like a guy versus you're a strong woman mm-hmm. or you're just not even a strong woman. You're just strong. Yeah. You're a strong human. You're yeah. a strong being um so that was that and then the final one was kind of the um all-encompassing one which was that was good for a girl Mm -hmm. so everything is you know that's the one that's very very common in that people we hear all the time Mm -hmm. where it's like we can't we're not 
just let us be excellent, you know, yeah, don't yeah. add that addendum. It's so unnecessary. Totally. So for mm. me, like, I mean, I think the phrases are very self-explanatory and I just wanted to be a voice for all the females out there who deal with these things. Mm. Literally, it's not even, it's so much bigger than dance. It's our day-to-day, like us at the grocery store, like just interactions that we have all the time. Um, and it was on, it was really scary to do, to be honest, just cause it's always scary to stand up for anything totally. because it, standing up for anything is the very thing that invites opposition and totally. invites, you know, haters or whatever. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it was really, really scary, but, um, I just wanted to, to use my, my platform and to be like, I see you girls and I'm, yeah. I'm like fighting for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, first of all, I, I want to commend you even just on what you just said, the boldness of putting out a message that stands for something. Right. Because um, it's not very common these days, you know. People do it, and, and it's appreciated, but it, it's so much easier to be like, let me play it safe, let me do what's hot, and right. let, me, let me get the likes and the praises because right. it's, it's not controversial. No one's going to disagree with something that makes people feel good. Um, right. You know, but for yourself where you're like, well, this is something that I, I actually really... Uh, find to be something of importance to mm-hmm. me, you know, to put out there and being a voice for uh, so many. And I think even from myself, like, you know, from someone who's not a woman, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, I watch it. And, and it was something where I was like, I kind of had to just take it in because I'm like, I don't want to just receive and be like, oh, that was good. It was good dancing. Yeah. Moving on. I was like, no, like, this is really interesting. Like, yeah. I, I, like how how am I feeling about this? Because, like, I think as as a male, like, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we, as as much as we like, oh my gosh, I feel you, girl. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I support that. <laughs> like, that's great and all, but I don't know. I think from even like um, a man's perspective, um, I find it to be like more than just art. You know, because it's yeah, sure you're. You're putting out something that is uh, is a real issue, and and it's addressing a social, um, yeah, like a, just a social issue right now right. that's huge. From when it's whether it be racism to sexism mm-hmm. to all of that, yeah. Um, I think that's really cool, and Thanks. and I think uh, you know even learning about your approach to when you say artistic integrity, mm-hmm. you know, to you know the stuff that you the thought that you put in even to your clothing line. And, um, like the things, the things that you speak on, like just like the way that you value education. Like, I think you're putting out something that goes far, uh, far past just dance. And I think it's, it's people like you, it's leaders like you that I feel like I'm so glad our community is, um, is consisting of people like you, you. you know what I'm saying? And, um, there are so many people that look up to you, you know, guys and girls alike, you know what I mean? And um, you are using your platform in a, in a very um, intentional and honest and um, responsible way, you know what I mean? Because, again, you could be doing whatever else with it, but you're choosing to do it in a way that's, um, that's spreading light and it's empowering. So I I'm think trying. that's, Thank that's you. really good. You're not trying, you're doing, <laughs> you are doing. Absolutely. It's so cool. Um, would you say that you're living your dream right now? Whoa, no, mm. no, I, I never dreamed of this. Mm. I never dreamed of this. I feel like I'm living 
I'm, I don't know what I'm living, to be honest. I'm just really grateful every single day for whatever, whatever I'm living. But it is beyond everything that I do, like everything that keeps coming my way or all the ventures that I've done or the, you know, crazy things I've been able to accomplish have literally all been beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. 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 What would you say is kind of like your next either goal or big thing that you're trying to kind of either accomplish or get to? Oh, uh, uh, uh. that's a solid question. <laughs> <laughs> stress. stress. No, 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 no. It's uh, okay if you don't know. I mean, yeah. I think that's also part of the figuring it out. Right? It is. Yeah. And it's just how I live life now mm-hmm. uh, in terms of figuring it out. And I remember when I like super brain farted earlier in this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and I'll kind of answer this question what I wanted to say. And it's, so the way I kind of approach life now, because my path, my life plan completely, you know, changed, Mm -hmm. um, regardless of how prepared I was for another way was, is just, um, to work hard enough, regardless of anywhere life takes me mm-hmm. and to just trust in my ability and my um, diligence to to make whatever happens to mm-hmm. me successful because like you said like life is so unpredictable and sometimes regardless of what we see for ourselves maybe the universe has a different plan for us and I think it's our responsibility to to be open to that and to be open to whatever we're meant for Mm -hmm. and then to do whatever that is to the best of our ability with like the absolute hardest work we can. Mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of how I'm approaching everything. And that's why like, I don't have necessarily a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, um, like, uh, babies. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, other than that, (laughs) in the future, in the future. And Uh also, um, I know that I want to, like, I, I technically do own a business, but I know that I want to own a different one and yeah. just keep venturing on into that realm and just make sure that everything, again, just aligns back to things that mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Immediate goals, I want to become way more involved in community service mm-hmm. this year. I think it's just, like, it's such a necessary and grounding thing um, for all people to do and just to be reminded that, it's the small day-to-day things that we do that make a positive difference that matter rather than stressing about, you know, doing all these crazy, For accomplishing sure. and achieving all these crazy, amazing things to yeah. post on social media. It's like, I think we have to bring, or for me personally, I really need to bring the focus back onto, you know, small day-to-day positive impact. Yeah, I, yeah. Impact I, I think make. you hit it. I think, um, you know, for someone to not have this, like, in 10 years, I will be this thing. Yeah. That's not, it's not necessary. Cause I think, um, if you have it, that's great. You know, if you have your vision of like, I am going to be this right. no matter what, that's amazing. Yeah. Most people don't have that though. You know what I mean? And most people are like, I'm still just kind of doing what I'm doing. But you know, when you said it's the small things, you know, mm-hmm. um, the small things that you do consistently every single day, you know what I mean? Like compounded over time. Right will achieve huge things because you just kept that small thing consistent. You right. know what I mean? And because you cared about it. Yeah. yeah. And and I think with what you're doing, 
you're doing a lot of small things. <laughs> I I mean, I don't call them small, but yeah. you call them small. But yeah. you're doing a bunch of things that I'm I'm certain are are going to be um, great, not only for your own personal life and you know your own career, you know, paths and all that, but like for the community and for the world. And um, I definitely see you on that trajectory, which is really cool. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, along with that, though, what is your d- definition of success? Oh, you. These are really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take your time. The definition of success your definition my of success. definition yeah. of the definition of success um my definition of success is i think um doing what you love and being good to people uh, along the way mm Yes. That's good. That's good. Super, super solid. Um, if it's cool, we want to lighten around you up a little bit. Okay. I'm going to toss some questions at you. Come off the top of your head. And uh, tr- you can elaborate if you need to, but try to just like... Okay. First thoughts. I'm bad at these. It's okay. I'm slow. It'll be easy. Okay. Or I think it'll be easy. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. You'll find out. Okay. Uh. Here we go. Lightning <laughs> round. Three, two, one. Favorite place you've ever traveled to teach? Korea. Korea. Sick. What's your favorite food? Hot pot. Nice. Chinese hot pot? But Japanese, okay, Chinese, just hot pot. Taiwanese. Like shabu shabu. Yeah, okay, everything. Cool. Um, dream collab or opportunity? Whoa. So it could either be you collabing or you would just love to see this happen. No, no, I'm going to put yeah, myself put into this in, dream. Yeah, put yourself in. I knew you would. Let's go. <laughs> I'm putting myself in this dream. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I, it wouldn't even be a collab because I'm just it. But if I could just sit in a room with Cloud and just <laughs> learn about his creative process, woof! I would just like honestly just bring my notebook and then just study him. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that's very far fetched at all. I feel like that's gonna happen very soon. Whoa! It, like this crazy. year. Um, classroom pet peeve. What do you just? What can you just not stand? Oh. When this happens in class. When I'm a, when I'm taking class, I'll start with that. And I'm taking class and someone asks me to film them during groups. It's like, bro, <laughs> I barely have this routine myself. Yeah. I need to practice. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And then when I'm teaching, um, when I teach something, like when I literally just taught the move, like I'll be like, okay, right hand up. Mm-hmm. And then a hand will go up and be like, can we do that again? And I'm like, I literally, <laughs> like, I'm not even there yet. So when people are, like, too jumpy, for I love yeah. good questions. I love good questions. Um, but when people are too fast about it, it's like you have to just kind of, like, let me teach. Yeah. You know? yeah. Good questions with good timing. Good timing. Yes. Key. Got you. Got you. Uh, who would you say is next up? doesn't have to be dance. Jaden Martin, Bams oh. baby. Do you know why I say that? Because <laughs> there's all the ne- like all the people who are 
I would consider like next generation by experience level and in age are like already killing the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, those are those people are obviously already have a million followers. They're yeah. killing it. So yeah, let's let's give Jaden a chance. Wow. Yeah, no pressure, man. I think you won with that one. I think yeah. Jaden Jaden's <laughs> next. All right, bam, no pressure. No pressure. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure? Um, boba. Boba. All right. Boba. Boba. <laughs> What would you say, uh, like, as a piece of advice for, like, the aspiring young artist, whether it be dancer or what have you? Um, make sure that through everything that you're doing, you're also, like, constantly soul-searching and and just being as introspective as possible into, like, who you are, what you like, what you're passionate about, and what you want to contribute to the world because all of those things are are going to give you direction and purpose moving forward mm. into your unique path. Mm. That's great. If you can go back in time and give yourself some advice or one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, this is lightning round storm. <laughs> like, um, it would be to... And honestly, this probably still applies to me now. Not care so much about what other people think. Mm. That one's timeless. Mm-hmm. That's a timeless one. Um, less of, more of. So if you could see something happen less in the world and also what you would like to see happen more of in the world. Off the top of my head, um, Donald Trump, <laughs> less of. Okay. And his entire administration and the policies that they promote and more of in the world Mm -hmm. um more people who are fearless in being themselves and spreading light as a result of being themselves Mm, so good so good what is your golden rule golden golden rule as in like your life mantra or something that you kind of like live by doesn't have to be a nice little soundbite. It could just be a thought. Okay, I think the thing that's resonating me with resonating with me the most as of lately is do small things with great love. I'm unpacking that one right now. That's good. <laughs> do small things with great love. It's really good. Um, wow, Sora, thank you for coming through. Yay. I think like. Uh, this is probably yeah, this is probably the first uh, real sort of long conversation I've ever had with you. Yeah. Which I love I love these. I love doing the first conversation in this format because right. all the questions that I have are real questions that I'm like, I want to know this about right, you, you right. know. And it's cool because I think I see you um, you know, on stage and I see you doing what you're doing, you know, the content that you're putting out and the messaging that you're putting out and um, it's so cool because I'm getting to know the why behind mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I think that's the important thing um, with everybody that I feel like, you know, to see what drives people to do what they do. And like, you're doing a lot to lead well and um, uh, you're putting out really good stuff. And like, it's it's inspiring for, you know, like myself too, to be like, you know, you know, we're over here at Kinja's and we got a bunch of people, like a, a huge team to kind of make something work. And I look at somebody, 
you're you're doing it yourself. I'm not saying maybe yeah. I'm sure you have people helping you do the things that you do, but it's like wow, like one person yeah. is able to do amazing things. Like what excuse do we have? We got a freaking <laughs> army over here, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But like and not that it's a it's a comparison thing. It's just really encouraging and inspiring, you know? And and I love to look around our community to see people who are hustling and building things that go beyond just dance, beyond mm-hmm. just even artistry. And I love um, people. Um, I love seeing the successes of people, you know what I mean? Because uh, this whole thing, uh, entertainment in particular, dance was probably something that our parents would have never encouraged us to do because they would have been like, there's no future in that. There's mm-hmm. no sustainability in that. Um, but, you know, for there to be so many people who are responsible, um, sure, talented, but like working at, at a level with a mindset that's constantly trying to, uh, you know, push positivity and grow as we're doing it right. and, and, and also making, you know, a livelihood for ourselves. It's really cool to see that. So I just want to congratulate you on everything that you're doing. Thank you. Um, thank you for coming through thank here. You for and of me. course, first podcast. Really? Yeah. Whoa! So first so podcast. Like, oh. Well, you did amazing. <laughs> you did amazing. You. And there's so much, so much wisdom here. So many gold nuggets that oh, are going to be so. very, very valuable. To I mean, I'm finding so much value myself. So oh. um, it's going to be really good. So thank you thank so you. much for coming through. Um, where can people find uh, the journey? How can people follow you on websites and social media and the um, whole thing? Just my name, Sora Yang, for everything. On everything, IG, everything. Twitter? IG, Twitter, website. Are you on Facebook? You got, uh, Do website? people use Facebook I feel still? like older people still do. <laughs> people like me. Oh my God, I don't stop. <laughs> yeah, Sora everything. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Anything cool coming up? Like exciting projects that we can look out for? Um, I'm launching, oh, shameless plug. plug I'm away. Uh, launching a new line. I collaborated with a company in Los Angeles to make like a cut and sew collection that I designed. Um, in like two weeks. Super excited. Was this the stuff that you had at Urban Paradise? I brought a little preview up, yeah. Oh, that stuff is fire. (laughs) Thank you. Some goodies coming out, guys. Sick. (laughs) Very, very cool. Well, thanks again for coming through. Of course. Um, Guys, thank you so much for following our journey. We are at episode, I think, 39, I think this is. We've been 40? This is 40? Wow. We've been at this thing for about eight months now, and it's crazy to me. I was just talking to Impact earlier. I'm like wow, we've been doing this podcast for over half a year and like we've been dropping weekly episodes. So thank you guys for subscribing and listening. And if this is cool to you in whatever way, shape or form, providing value, please, please leave us that five-star rating. Write us a review. Um, Hit us up on Instagram at Kinja's Podcast, cast with a K. Um, I read all the DMs. I love regramming all those DMs. Uh, Tweet us. Uh, follow or on our we have a website kinjas.com slash podcast um, yeah it's it's very important for you guys to share it because that's how it gets out there and um, yeah we want to keep providing really good content for you guys so just let people know podcasts are free you guys so <laughs> download listen do all the cool stuff thank you guys for listening and or watching we'll see you guys next time peace Kinja Black.